What is up, on my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and I got an amazing, amazing compilation-styled episode to get you on the right track this week and next week and this whole freaking month. Um, a couple things that we're going to go over in this compilation-styled episode is kind of some actionable steps of what you need to do in order to be successful for this end of year and upcoming year. And the particular episode talks about like some things to focus on for 2021. And obviously we're beyond 2021. It's just when I recorded that episode, that was during the time and uh, they're still applicable today. And then we also go into an episode about um, sleep and how that's literally like one of the easiest things that you could do to improve your health and actually see the success that you want. But for some odd reason, when it comes to sleep, people like don't think it's important at all. Like, If you're not getting at least eight hours of sleep per night, you are so far behind when it comes to recovery, you have no idea. And it's kind of funny because I took a course this weekend and one of the things that they kept bringing up is like people have this thought in their head that they have an unlimited amount of energy reserve in their body to do everything that they wanted to and that's so far beyond the truth like most of us are working at empty all the fucking time and then you start layering um, high intensity workouts in the gym and you're wondering why you're not losing weight when you've literally depleted yourself So sleep is one of the easiest things to make sure you have the proper recovery from the daily stresses that you go through. And then on top of that, the exercise that you're trying to do. Um, And then we're also going to go into a topic that's really close to my heart is um, binge eating and kind of looking deeper into why people have binge eating tendencies and Honestly, it's actually really deep, deeply rooted in us when you think about back in the day when life started and we were all hunter and gatherers and the moment you catch an animal, you are devouring as much as possible because you have no idea when the next time you're going to eat. So this idea of like, oh, I'm going to try to destroy and eat this entire pizza is almost like a... uh, ancestral thing that we have in us but um, I'll stop blabbing about it because I'm going to cover all of these topics in this episode so without further ado enjoy you guys crush your day have an amazing day I fucking love you all what we're going to talk about today big picture stuff Um, in order for you to be successful in 2021 for any goal in life and especially when it comes to weight loss, fat loss, muscle gain, strength, whatever it is, you need to have the 
the thing inside you that wants to change. Like you need to be 100% in it. Like mind, body, and spirit that you know deep down inside that you want to physically change. Not just, oh yeah, you know, this January I'm gonna try to lose 10 pounds. Like I wanna really like lose 20 pounds. I've been trying to do it the last three. Like no, you're gonna be in a mindset where you're like, this is the year. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I'm gonna put everything on the line. I'm gonna go fucking tunnel vision on my goal of becoming, you know, a new me, becoming a person where health is number one. And to be honest, this is what I see in clients that are successful. They place their health on such a high priority list that when they, you know, put it into practice, put it into work, it pays off. Not just, oh, I know I need to take care of my health, so I'm gonna try to exercise this year. No, like that's not gonna, you know, create a cascading fall of events that's gonna make you successful. What's gonna make you successful is the desire, the hunger, the thing inside you that makes you come, like, wake up every day and go, like, oh, fuck, it's early, but you know what? If I do this workout, I'm that much closer to my goal. I'm that much closer to finally seeing success, finally being happy, finally not being in that that hole of like depression that you can't get outside of this body that you want to finally be happy, healthy, and free. Like, I've been in that position when I used to be overweight. I fucking hated it. I fucking hated every single second of it. I remember being so angry at myself, so angry at the universe, so angry at everyone, and not like taking blame for my own actions. And I heard a good quote the other day where, you know, it's really easy to point fingers when things don't go your way And it's really hard to use your thumbs to point at the individual that's actually causing the the problem. No one that I know of, and there might be a few people that are really good at this, will actually point at themselves and blame themselves for the reason why they're not happy. You're like, you're the only thing in this world that you can control Everything else that happens, you cannot control. But for some reason, you know, people will complain, oh, it's my job that I can't finally get fit and healthy. Oh, it's my relationship with whoever that, you know, is not causing me to have success that I want to see in the gym or whatever. It's my whatever. Like, people will point fingers at everyone else except themselves. The moment you realize that you're the one to blame, for any kind of failure in your life or the reason why you can't get to a certain weight, then you got some serious like self-exploration, self-growth that's needed to happen first. And it all starts with what I just said earlier is that need, that desire, that hunger to change. If you have the hunger to change, then we're on the right path. If you have the you know, capability to realize that the reason why you failed so many times 
in weight loss, fat loss, whatever it is, then you're going to start realizing and putting things together of a plan to actually become successful finally. You know, if you look at any time in your life where you tried a diet, tried a workout routine and you stopped or you tried it a little bit and it didn't really work, who's to blame? Is it your trainer? No, unless your trainer is really, really shitty, but most of the time a trainer, even the shitty ones, are going to make you sweat in some shape or form. So you're at least burning calories. You know, did the diet not actually work or was it you who cheated on the diet or didn't, you know, follow it to a T or just didn't do it long enough? Like, if you really, really sit down and think to yourself, like, really get into the deep-rooted cause of why you failed your last diet or your last exercise, you know, endeavor, it's because of yourself. The moment you realize that and then you own it, you fucking own your own shit. Like, people in everyday life can't do this, let alone something like fitness and health. Own your shit. If you know that you don't actually put in enough effort to fitness and health, then you're on the right path. I don't think a lot of people can admit that to themselves. The moment you admit that to yourself, you will realize things will become a lot easier for yourself moving forward. Now, if you can follow this advice, guaranteed, you will be successful in 2021. Own your shit. Know that if you fail, it's because of your own doing. It's not external forces. You know what I mean? It's not because the diet you chose is not meant for your body. Like, fuck, every single diet out there, no matter what it is, works. It's whether or not you can follow it to a T and follow it long enough. And now I'm saying, like, there's some pretty shitty diets out there, but they all do the same thing. They make you lose weight because they eliminate something, right? You going on a diet and failing is because of your own doing. It's not because the diet didn't work for you. You just didn't work with the diet. Same goes for exercise. Exercise didn't fail you. You failed exercise, right? It's just like if I won the lottery and decided to spend it on stupid shit, it's my fault for doing that. It's not the money's fault, right? Every time you go to the gym, that's an opportunity to make yourself better. If you eliminate that chance, that opportunity every single time, every single week, the gym didn't fail you, you failed the gym, right? You start seeing a pattern. And when you've realized that, then you're gonna go like, oh fuck, I am like the captain of my own journey. I am the person that's driving this fucking boat. And I can either let it sink or I can fucking let it sail around the world and go see shit that no one else has seen, right? Think about that for a second. Like, that is the key right there. And I'm going to end it there because we're on such a fucking high and I'm so, like, riled up that, like, I'm going to use this energy to do something productive, you know? So this is going to be a nice and short and sweet episode. But remember, own your shit. Find that hunger and desire inside you to want to change. If you're like, "Mm, it'd be nice to lose 10 pounds, it's probably not going to happen. 
find that motivation, find that hunger to become a better human being, to finally see success in the gym, and 100%, you will be successful in 2021. So that's it for me, you guys. Thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Since it is 2021, it's still January, people are still wanting to make fitness and health a priority and finally see the success that they want. So I thought that I would go into a series of um, nutritional tips and habits and things like that. And the first bit that I want to get into is the habit or the action step of eating slowly. (laughs) So, you know, I'm a huge advocate of precision nutrition. I'm certified through them and is the exact way that I uh, coach my clients and online clients uh, with nutrition. So the big thing that I see a lot, especially now, is people eat way too fucking fast. And, you know, if I had to choose like one simple thing that people need to grasp and start practicing is this right here. And I'm going to tell you why it is so vital to your success when it comes to nutrition, even though it seems kind of silly to be like, hey, I want you to eat slowly. It's like, fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? And I I remember like uh, when I was getting certified through Precision Nutrition, that was like one of the first things that they bring up. I was like, really? Like this is the secret sauce? But, you know, reading further into habit change and how our bodies uh, digest, it makes a lot of sense. So in order for you to have that signal in your brain going, hey, I'm full, I'm satisfied, you can stop eating, it takes about 20-ish minutes for that signal from your gut going through the process of digestion to send a signal up to your brain and go, hey, you know, I'm good, I'm full, you don't need to keep eating. And that can be bypassed if you're a type of person that scarfs down their entire lunch in three minutes and still feels hungry. So I am a victim of this, especially. I eat so fucking fast. Like, I eat like a duck. Like, I barely even chew. I just swallow that thing down my gullet. And I'm like, all right, so what's for dessert? You know, I'm one of those people. And, you know, I get, I'm starting to get into a habit of rereading things. And I started rereading the Precision Nutrition Manual. And I'm like, fuck, I need to re-practice eating slowly for myself. And, you know, not only does it take that long for your body to cue into, oh, I need to stop eating, right? Our bodies have a very well-designed mechanism of self-regulating itself. And the biggest thing that we fail at is listening in for those cues. Way too many of us will just ignore what our body is trying to tell us and will override the system. And 
when it comes to this habit of I'm going to try to, you know, um, eat a little bit slowly, or slower, um, gives a lot of benefit when it comes to weight loss. So imagine, if you ate slowly, you're gonna end up eating less. If you literally sat at your table or wherever you eat and set a timer for 20 minutes and try to hit that, number one, it would be very difficult. I remember when I first tried this, um, probably when I first got certified to go through all the habits myself, I literally took like three minutes to eat my entire dinner. Like it's ridiculous, ridiculous. I'm not even enjoying the food, I'm just like shoving it into my face. And that's where the endless like, oh, I could still eat, or oh, I'll just grab like a bag of chips, oh, I'll just have this little thing of ice cream, oh, I'm gonna eat this little chocolate, and it kinda keeps going and going and going and going, and you can't stop yourself until that signal finally goes to your brain like you can stop eating. But, um, inevitably, if you eat slowly, that signal will happen and you'll stop eating. You'll notice that you'll stop eating a lot less. You'll start eating a lot less. And we all know that in order to lose weight, lose pounds, you need to be in a calorie deficit of a combination of your diet and exercise. So what better way to stop counting your macros and calories without end by just setting a timer or getting used to eating a lot slower than you are currently. Like that's brilliant. You're utilizing your body's natural mechanisms built in. Like you're literally going in your MacBook and checking out all the apps and widgets it's able to do. Like how awesome is that? And people like underestimate how powerful our body is. And I believe that everyone out there you know, can only count their calories for so long before they're like, fuck, I can't do this anymore, right? And the next bit of habits that I get into will also reflect some other ways to make sure you don't go over your necessary calories by other um, strategies like I'm sharing right now. So imagine now if you and this is my challenge to you, that the next time you eat, set a timer on your phone for 20 minutes, see how long it takes for you to eat your food. Um, most likely, you're not gonna hit that 20 minutes. So challenge yourself to eat like a minute longer, two minutes longer, until you get to that 20 minute mark. The other thing you'll notice is that you're gonna enjoy your food more. And you know, I consider myself a foodie, I love making food with my wife. I love going out to restaurants. Right now you can't really do so, but um, I love going out to eat at good restaurants. I really, really enjoy fine dining when the chefs in the kitchen are just like creative geniuses. I really, really enjoy that aspect of food. And what better way to enjoy food by chewing it slowly and I think we've all experienced it when we've gone to a restaurant once and have eaten something so fucking delicious you don't want it to end and you slow down for it. And you know, you can even make a game out of your, uh, out of it. Like try to 
guess the spices and herbs that you put into a dish, right? Or like you order out a healthy meal. Try to pinpoint if you can distinguish between certain spices and herbs that whoever made it is in the dish. Like creating more awareness of what you're putting in your mouth and what it tastes like, what it feels like, is a whole nother skill set that you can have and it'll make the whole experience of food that much better. I think we you know, take for granted how accessible food is if you're living in North America and Europe and places like that. Like we have the abundance of food, right? Imagine someone less privileged tasting like a really good, like greatly, perfectly cut steak you know, grilled to perfection for the first time. Like their mouth would explode with flavor, you know what I mean? So that's another benefit of eating slowly. You actually get to enjoy what you're eating and not just mindlessly throwing into your stomach, uh, your mouth and that's it. Um, the other th- benefit to this, and I think we need this more than anything in the world right now, since we're kind of stuck at home, and if you live with somebody, wouldn't it be just like an amazing experience to like have dinner together and talk and not just like watch Netflix or Disney Plus while eating and just totally bypass the individual that's there? You know, I'm not perfect. Like, fuck, last night we were watching uh, one of the Captain America movies while eating dinner. When we could have easily just turned that off and had a conversation while eating slowly. You know, so, so simple. So my challenge for you is today at dinner, time yourself how long it takes to eat. If it's ridiculously fast, slow it down, chew more often, enjoy the food, have a conversation with the person across the dinner table with you and you will find that after a month or two, you're gonna be eating less, you're gonna be in a somewhat of a calorie deficit, you're going to burn more calories if you're combining that with working out, and you're already a step ahead this year to finally see the success that you want. And it seems so simple and almost like, why bother? But these are the small things that add up over time and you will see success. You going on a fucking cleanse or strict diet and someone giving you a list of 30 foods you're not allowed to eat is not going to get you there again. <laughs> All right? Why not try something this simple that you don't even have to like think really other than I'm going to eat slow from now on. And If you follow this, I guarantee, guarantee you're going to see the success you want. And next week when I add in the next habit to kind of, you know, combine with this one, and you'll see that all these like strategies that I give intertwine with one another and they kind of fit the missing puzzle pieces in your life when it comes to fitness and health. So I'm going to leave it there. Keep this nice and short and quick so you can get ready for the week, for next week, for your grocery shop, for 
whatever it is to, you know, set the foot in the right direction for 2021. That's it for me, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, um, I'm going to continue my habit-based strategies for fat loss, weight loss, success in 2021. And if you remember from my last episode, we were talking about how you need to slowly eat. Have you guys been doing it? I'm checking in. I'm coaching you right now. Have you been doing it? Have you even listened to my last episode? If you haven't, go listen to it right now. Because that is so important. So important to start regulating your body with its hunger cues at a hormonal level. Because that's where all the magic happens. Which now brings me into my next strategy for you guys. It's fucking sleep. Sleep is so important. I think I may have brought this topic up. I want to say maybe six months ago, eight months ago, or a year. I can't remember. But I think we all can agree that if I asked you, are you getting enough sleep? Probably the majority of you are going to say no. Then if I ask you, is your sleep good quality? Probably the majority of you is going to say no. With 2020 being a dumpster fire of a year that's spilling in 2021, the easiest thing you can do is probably focus on your sleep. But that being said, with the past year and this year being quite difficult for many of us, Sleep is probably going to take its, you know, take a stab wound or two. And people are probably dealing with a shit ton of depression, anxiety. And I had my fair share of nights where I would wake up in the middle of the night and just can't fall back to sleep because I have like a billion different things that are running in my mind that are causing me shit ton of stress. And that kind of leads me into this next little thing that the reason why your sleep is being um, essentially disrupted is due to the stress levels in your life. You know, I can totally get why people are not feeling themselves when you are glued to your fucking laptop slash computer for, you know, the entire day. Like an example is my wife who's in med school right now due to COVID restrictions on some days she's on her laptop for 12 hours just listening in and that will take a toll on you hands down that's going to disrupt your sleeping patterns Not only from just the stress of, say, your school, your work, whatever it is, but also just from the blue light, you know, like that's another thing that people haven't been thinking about. And I remember having two people on my podcast talking about blue light and how it literally fucks up the chemistry in your brain when it comes to shutting off and finally falling asleep and having deep, deep sleep to actually recover from the day. So, for myself, I do a lot of stuff on my laptop, 
and my phone like all day. So the one thing that people will realize when and this happened anymore because of COVID, but anytime I like would give my phone to someone to um, like take a photo of me and my wife or whatever it is, um, they're all like, "Oh, like the photo's like really dark. I don't, I don't know why." And it's because I literally have a setting on my phone that um, one, the light is so dim, like it's it's barely hard to like you could see anything on there. And I have that um, option to invert all the colors too, the warmer colors and the blue ones. And I do the same thing with my laptop and to a point where it like bugs my wife, like why is it so fucking dark? And it's because like I look at my laptop all the time. And the one thing I used to do and I haven't done in a while, um, I do wear glasses, but I haven't since COVID hit because I always wear a mask and it fogs it up. So. Before, um, when I would wear my glasses, I'd always wear them while working on my laptop because my glasses also have that ability to rid of the blue light. So I have all these different things uh, to ensure that I don't get blue light into my freaking eyeballs to have a little bit of a better experience when it comes to sleep later in the day, right? And... You know, I think another um, aspect is that everyone's on social media, especially now, because with COVID, it's brought a lot of bad habits, like really bad habits, like staying up until like 2 a.m. on TikTok watching mindlessly. You know, like this hasn't happened since like the Vine era in social media where people were like nonstop with... Uh, going on their phone and just like scrolling through constantly, right? That's going to fuck up your sleep. Also, we know the things that are going to disrupt the quality of our sleep, but what happens when we don't get good quality sleep? Well, one, sleep is kind of like the reset button on our body, our nervous system, just, just everything. And if we don't get that on a daily basis, things are going to start piling up, right? And, like, I love using the analogy of, like, a funnel being your body. And then the water that's pouring in is kind of the, um, the stress. But the funnel for your body, the little spout, is actually really, 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 really small. And it can only filter out the stress, the water at a slow rate so throwing in stresses like your job your kids whatever life event you're going through right now your workouts your poor eating habits you're just overfilling that funnel non-stop you know one way to help manage that stress is sleep good quality sleep But because you have all those things, that overflow effect of shit, your body can't filter that out, and now it's going to disrupt a lot of other hormonal things. So if you remember when we were talking about um, eating slowly, it allows sufficient time for your brain and gut to connect and be like, okay, I'm full, you don't need to eat anymore. Because it usually takes about 20 minutes for... um, 
the message to come across, right? Sleep helps basically to, again, press that reset button on all the hormones involved when it comes to, um, what's it called? Um, For those hormones to regulate. So all your hunger hormones get affected huge, huge. And that's why a lot of times when people have poor sleep, they're hungry all the time. They have cravings that they can't control. So it's like a double-edged sword, right? People tend to pride themselves that like, oh, I only got like five hours of sleep and my kid was up at during that time and you know they had broken up sleep and they're just like, yeah, and I still like crushed a 12-hour day at work, blah, blah, blah. But really, you're doing yourself a disservice. You are creating more havoc in your body than you can actually control. So sleep is just so vital. People like will come to me like, okay, how many grams of sugar should I be eating? How many grams of carbs am I allowed to eat? Like how many calories? And I'm like, slow down. I know you're excited about... Um, nutrition and you want to improve it but you are getting five hours of sleep on average per night let's look at that first and also from a hormonal standpoint for all the dudes like when your sleep is finally taken care of your testosterone levels will go through the roof like it's ridiculous I've chatted with many uh, people in the field of men's health and the biggest thing that they see is run down men with zero energy with the typical beer belly due to high stress levels. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the kind of like the first and easy thing? Well, it's not easy, but first thing that you do with them and the funny thing is like many men that come to a hormonal specialist or doctor when it comes to improving their energy the first thing that they do is sleep fucking get your sleep in like that's the easiest thing there's no pill that's going to cure the lack of sleep and the lack of a hormonal reset every night there's no such thing So when I get an individual eating slowly, being mindful of what they're putting in their mouth, feeling what their body is telling them in combination with proper sleep, like game changer, game changer. But for some odd reason, people think that sleep is not going to do anything for them. They think that, no, I need to go on a strict diet and do this. But guess what? Going on a strict diet is also stress to your body. Your body does not like losing weight. It fucking hates it. It's going to do everything in its power to stop it. That's why weight loss is so difficult. And when I give clients or tell people like these simple things, like eat slowly, sleep better, they're like, nah, no. They want to do something more difficult and more stressful to their body for some reason. But I'm like, how easy is it to fucking sleep a little bit more or have better quality or like set up a routine before bed where you're not like 
getting your brain so riled up by going on TikTok that you can't go to sleep. Like, that's the easiest thing. You don't have to buy equipment. You don't have to buy food that you don't have in the house. You don't have to spend more time making food or anything like that or like weighing your, you know what I mean? Like, there's no tedious work. It's just go to sleep a little bit earlier if you're one of those people who don't get enough sleep and shut off your devices like 30 minutes before bed. Done. Like, that's it. I don't understand why people don't want to make that change. They're always looking for something more difficult, more stressful to put into their life. Like, let's be real. Right now, majority of people can't take on any more shit right now. You know? They are stressed out to the max right now. And they need one less thing in their life. You know, one thing that I've done for my sleep personally is I downloaded one of those apps where they create background noise to fall asleep. I have a combination of like a campfire, ocean waves, and like this soundscape that's really, really like quiet in the background. I set that thing for two hours during the night. I don't know why I do it for two hours. I I honestly need it for 20 minutes, but it's helped me sleep so quickly. Like, I literally put it on, and, like, after five minutes, I'm, like, dead. And then all I remember is, like, my alarm going off in the morning. Like, oh, shit, like, I need to get up. Like, deep, deep sleeps. Like, small things like that. Like, how long does it take for you to download an app to help you sleep? Like, not that long. So I'm going to end it there because I feel like I'm going to go on a tangent for like an hour on why you need to go to sleep. But honestly, sleep is huge. It can fix a lot of things. You'd be surprised. We all know that losing sleep or the lack of sleep, your functionality during the day is greatly... um, greatly greatly destroyed (laughs) and just think about those times where you've been into the airport and you had a connecting flight or a red-eye flight and the next day is complete wash like you're just like that's what sleep does to you imagine running like that every single day right um so that's it for me hit the show notes add me on facebook add me on uh instagram Subscribe to my YouTube channel because I've been posting a lot on there. Um, Five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and anywhere else you listen to my podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. Until next time. What's up, podcast listeners? It is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and I am bringing back another vlog podcast thing that I do and today's topic because I got some great insight from a book that I'm reading um, we're going to chat about binge eating and I've brought this whole um, topic up before on my show a couple times and it's something that always reoccurs and pops up on my radar because I have a lot of people that will ask me my opinion on the topic 
as they know or have seen posts that I've uh, put up about binge eating or the fact that I've had my own issues with binge eating in the past, not so much now, um, but I think the big thing that I wanted to bring up is like, if you look at the history of humankind, and we go back, way, way, way back, to when we were categorized as homo sapiens, when, you know, we would go out to the forests and hunt and gather whatever we could for food to survive, we had this natural instinct that, say you saw a delicious fig tree and no animal or other human being has touched it yet, you will for sure, in that present moment, eat as much as possible to ensure that no animal would come by and you know tear that tree to bits and eat everything and have you starve for another day or however long it's been since you last ate. So inherently we have this like thing in our subconscious that when we see food that is delicious and we haven't had it in a long time, we naturally want to instinctively eat as much as possible to into a point where we're stuffed to ensure that we get our fill. And I think, and again, this is just all personal opinion, but it makes sense to me that, you know, our ancestors used to do that for survival, and now we have that same DNA, this coded message in our brain that when we see foods that don't normally pop up on our radar that are delicious, sweet, salty, savory, whatever it is, we have this tendency just to devour as much as possible because who knows when the next time you're going to walk by and see a delicious fig tree filled and no one has touched it yet. Now, that worked really great to survive because, you know, probably the next day you're not going to see another, you know, fig tree with that much um, food on it. So it might be a couple days before you eat that um, kind of a big of a feast and with the daily caloric deficit you would have from not eating and also being active our homo sapien ancestors probably were able to binge and have no you know shitty side effects as we do nowadays and stay overweight and unhealthy so that being said we are fighting like human nature not to binge and no wonder how fucking hard it is to stop binge eating especially when we have food in abundance like literally you can go on your phone and order food from your favorite restaurant and have some other person deliver it to you and you can eat as much as possible like you can literally go through a drive-thru and order like $50 worth of food that most people wouldn't even be able to finish, but you can just like go to town on that thing. It's so easily accessible. 
And now let's throw in some more environmental stressors that, you know, our homo sapien ancestors didn't have other than like, holy shit, there's a leopard in, right in front of me now, I gotta run for my fucking life. And that just magnifies your tendency to binge. Like, we have everything against us in this world today when it comes to food and controlling our food intake and we wonder why weight loss is so difficult right it's just interesting to me that this was encoded in our brain deep deep inside that when we see delicious food we just have this tendency to overeat and I think if we can acknowledge that it's just part of our human nature to do something like that that's when we can get get a little bit more self-control and literally this is what I've done for myself when dealing with binge eating right first step is just awareness like accept the fact that you do this and then try to find the reason why you keep doing this I think a lot of times people overthink this whole binge eating thing because they one don't take time to reflect on it and literally that's the only thing you need to do like literally sit down and ask yourself why do I binge eat and see what you can come up with for answers sometimes it can be really simple sometimes it'll take you a couple hours to get into the deep root cause because really how often in your day, in the, say in the last month, have you sat down with no interruption of your phone, your laptop, your TV, or any work, or anything else, and you just sat there with your own thoughts and pondered whatever came through your head? I'm pretty sure everyone listening right now has not done this, and I, fuck, I don't even remember the last time I've done it, because I'm constantly doing shit, stimulating my brain. I maybe do that like the 30 seconds before I fall asleep really hard before the next day. (laughs) Like, that's probably the only time I do that. And that's where the magic happens. And this is why most people will go to a counselor, a therapist, and they ask the questions that make you think. We can ask those same questions as long as we're open to taking time for ourselves and realizing how crucial that is to our mental health you know this whole food thing in general when it comes to people trying to lose weight is connected to such a deeper level than what we think a lot of people think this whole weight loss and fat loss thing is such a superficial thing but in reality it is so deep rooted into our very soul that if you don't work on the shit that goes inside your brain It's never going to change. So I think my challenge to everyone listening that's battling with, you know, emotional eating, binge eating, just weight loss in general, take a second to actually sit down and be with yourself. Be in your conscious self and start asking the right questions. I know it's a very broad thing that I just brought up, but that's honestly, I think the key to this like the acceptance of what's going on with your life and you're the only thing in this world where you can control 
everything else, the exterior of what's happening to you, you have no control over. But what goes on inside your head is the one thing you can control. When we lose sight of that, we lose all of our influence on the external world that we're in. So I'm going to end it there because I feel like that was a good place to end it. Um, I went really, really deep on this one and I love podcast episodes like that where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to talk about binge eating, put some steps together, but no, I just go right into it. So I'm going to finish there. Hopefully this was helpful and eye-opening. I love you guys for always supporting me. Um, Hit the show notes of this podcast episode. Add me on Facebook. Add me on Instagram because I post a lot of video and picture and written stuff that you don't get to see because you're either listening or watching me uh, talk. Um, Thank you guys. You guys are amazing. Until next time.